0: Hey, hey, hey! We are here at show number five from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, 25% of the show's done and yet we've hardly driven anywhere. I just heard an interesting statistic that I'm going to let one of our guests tell us because uh, it just blew my mind, so I'll leave that for later. I don't even know why I brought it up, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm on drugs right now. Did you know that? I've heard that about you. Okay. Well, anyway, we're in Philadelphia, and not Malvern. We actually came down into the city of Philadelphia. We had a throng of about, oh, I don't know, 65, 70 people, something like that. Something like that. Great time, great show, and we're here, as always, talking to the listeners of Rocks and people in the community, and guest number one is none other than... Mitch Rubush. Mitch, how are you? Doing great. I've only seen you at, let's see, DevTeach, TechEd, PDC. Other than that, we, you know, don't hang out because we don't live in the same
1: area. Nope, don't get up to Connecticut very often.
0: So, who are you and what do you do?
1: Oh, I'm Mitch Rubish, and I'm a, I, I'm an architect at uh, ING Direct. And basically, I'm responsible for uh, stating kind of the enterprise vision for their architecture, moving that forward, trying to collaborate with some of the other architects. Uh, These are the guys with the weird ads with the guys sitting uh, yes. on the park bench, right? Yeah, that's that's ING. And they got the orange thing going on. They're Dutch. Yes. Did you ever see the one with the running money? You know, it's good to know it's there when you need it. Yes, yeah. they are yeah. Dutch, yes. And you guys also have an office in Hartford, I believe, right? Uh, yes, for ING. So we're All ING right. Direct, which is the direct, direct banking arm. Different subsidiary, but ING okay. Americas is. All right. Our yeah, good America. friend
0: Mark Dunn works with those guys out ah. there in Hartford. Okay. Anyway, so, um, so I, I, didn't ex- I, I did expect to see you here only because, you know, Bill Wolf told me
1: in email, <laughs> but I didn't know that this was where you were based. Yes, out of the Philadelphia area. So this is where I do my work, participate with the user groups, Doing work with uh, with the architect with an architects group now, which is the International Association of Software Architects. Yeah, moving all this stuff forward.
0: So this sounds like a lot of extracurricular work. What What is your typical day at work like?
1: Oh, my typical day at work. Basically, um, I'm involved with uh, you know talking to the business, trying to find out what their strategic values are. Um, and then moving that forward and trying to decide, you know, how to reuse different technologies to basically address those needs. So, for example, uh, one of the things I noticed early on was, uh, you know, the uh, business does workflow Very hmm. think of that, right? Mm-hmm. So the business is doing all this workflow stuff. And basically what I did was, uh, you know, looked at getting some kind of workflow engine going right. so that we could start modeling things and then building other services around that. So we've got a lot of services going, uh, various ways of getting those services. Web services is one of the means, but something mm-hmm. else. I'm impressed with the size of this microphone, though. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> this
0: is approaching Gene Rayburn's size here in the match game. Remember that microphone? It was like, yeah, three
1: I <laughs> it down, way down here. I feel like I'm small to Actually, this. Actually, most of this is pop filter. Oh, okay.
2: it's,
0: a, it's an illusion.
1: <laughs> that way you don't get sound.
3: Yeah, these good. are microphones well suited for mobile interviews in various conditions. Or
1: beating people in the head
3: or something. Yeah, well, you, you <laughs> need sometimes you need a weapon in an interview. They uh. get like
1: that sometimes. So when you talk workflow, you're talking BizTalk? Uh, BizTalk was one approach we were looking at taking. It's great for orchestration. But the workflow in BizTalk, not that we want to say this too loud, I guess, uh, the workflow in BizTalk was not very up to snuff. And so that's why they made some announcements at the PDC that are very exciting around .NET and uh, workflow around .NET.
3: So that's the obviously. the workflow foundation?
1: Yeah, the WWF. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Windows work. We will even
4: foundation. talk
1: about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there's nowhere to go from that. Thanks very much, Mitch. It's oh, you're been welcome.
1: A, yeah. Right. So that's exciting.
0: So the uh, what do you do typically speak about? I know you're a speaker. What what are the are these the kinds um, of things that you talk yeah, about? Yeah. So
1: basically, what I've uh, been doing work with. We also do a lot of work with SharePoint and stuff. But mostly, what I speak about is uh, I've been speaking about Java interop uh, services, service-oriented architectures, um, architect-related stuff. I do some SQL Server. 2005, working on white papers and speaking on some of that, too.
3: I don't imagine you can get through the banking business without dealing with Interop. That's just life. Um,
1: that is life, yes. So we are both a Java and .NET shop, along with an obscure system called Profile, which uses Mumps oh, how as nice. a database, yes. If yeah. anybody's familiar with that out there. Because you Not just need disease. to play with more text files. I had um, Mumps once. Yeah, well, it uses Mumps RPCs to talk with it, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I uh, I don't only know Mumps through talking to my brother, who that was his first uh, real programming job was taking care of mumps and learning it and i guess it's like you program programming with just one big long string or yeah, something like basically,
1: that right yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been isolated with a nice cue that you can just drop things on and it reads from the queue, so yeah. you don't have to deal with it much, <laughs> do me a favor hold the mic just a little closer a little closer yeah okay. that's
0: good gene rayburn style okay well uh what is it that you particularly find fascinating about all this new stuff coming out
1: um Well, like I mentioned, the workflow is very interesting because as you look at business uh, processes and stuff, they're very workflow centric Mm. um, from, you know, most, let's say the Mort, as we were talking about earlier, which is the average developer out there. He, uh, he basically is going to the business and saying, okay, what do you need? And they go, first, we see this screen and then somebody answers this then we go to this screen Mm. then we go this. So they're very, very well in that thought process. And so what I'm really looking is, you know, looking at that and developing tools around that. I'm excited that Microsoft's releasing it as basically a framework. That we can build some tools around along with their designers and stuff. And then going forward with that and really looking at it from, let's say, a configuration management, release management point of view, a what-if scenario type point of view, and basically building tools to be able to support the business. Yeah, Eventually getting up to another big-term model-driven development. So I'm very much into the architecture side of things. So the team system is uh, looking good for you? Yeah, around the SDLC stuff that has some exciting stuff in it. Um, And uh, we are looking at that certainly. All
0: right, so here's your opportunity for a call for action or a shameless plug or anything else that you want to say. The
1: world is listening. Go ahead and say it um basically, architecture's it <laughs> so That's right we need architecture <laughs> without
0: without good architecture uh you
1: you will fall on your face maybe maybe not, but pretty, uh, pretty much it'll be given. hard to get a lot of value out of everything you right. do. everything will be siloed right thanks Mitch. It was great to see you. okay, it's great seeing you too. take Bye. care.
0: All right, so our second guest is?
5: Scott Stump. Scott, who are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm uh, the Chief Technology Officer at Software Logic. We're a business and technology services company that focuses in uh, areas that help our clients creatively apply Microsoft products and technologies to solving critical business problems.
0: So, you're a consultant? We're consultants. Okay. So, Scott, what uh, kinds of things are you working on these days?
5: Well, our largest application that we're working on is a project for Verizon, which is 100% percentnet net based uh, Verizon, nice. we actually started working with Verizon about three years ago. Cool. And the problem we were trying to solve was uh, they have about four to 500 different medical and insurance plans that they offer to their employees nationwide. And this entire process is being done on paper. Four to 500? Exactly. Wow. They have about three-quarters of a million subscribers. And the entire process for actually submitting documents from the insurance company to Verizon was done on paper. So you can imagine the volume of information we're talking about.
3: Unbelievable. Yeah, it must have been crazy.
5: Well, they actually would have their insurance companies uh, truck these documents to a single place in Maryland. And they'd have their interns spend pretty much most of the summer uh, compiling this information into, believe it or not, Excel spreadsheets.
3: Wow. Wow. So from one crazy mess to another crazy mess.
5: Well, exactly. And one of the problems they had, it was just so difficult to actually share this information in any meaningful fashion with their specialists throughout the country. You can imagine emailing a spreadsheet around uh, trying to keep it up to date and make any meaningful sense out of it.
0: The thing that occurs to me is this seems like the kind of project that .NET was just cut out for.
5: Well, absolutely. I mean, our our primary goal in developing this application was really to allow them to extend this information to the web, to give their specialists access to this data from anywhere in the country, and really provide some meaningful value, not just a data repository.
0: Yeah.
3: This is all HR, basically. It's all internal employees and all of the stuff that they that they need to deal with, you have all these different plans?
5: Well, it's internal. We actually handle the very front end of the process. And what we're doing is we're actually dealing directly with the insurance companies. What we'll do is we'll process this information and turn it around to a third party that's actually handling the direct employee enrollment.
0: Sweet. So this application's been going on for or this pro- project's been going on for quite a while?
5: We actually started this uh, three years ago when uh, very this early days of same project for three years. Okay. Yes, we've, we've had such great success with it. We've extended it over the years.
0: Okay. Okay.
5: So I understand that you've done some work with Rocky RockyLotka's csla.net. Uh, absolutely. We're actually very big on having a consistent framework across all of our applications. Our intent is that any of our developers working within our teams could actually move from project to project and expect a certain level of architectural consistency mm. so that you're not relearning things from the ground up. Yeah. You can have an uh, expectation that if you work on a given project that it's going to be the same.
3: I mean, the implication here is that the application is very wide. I guess you have all these different insurance companies that so the front end is all different
5: for them? Well, we have 70 different insurance companies that use this application nationally. And they wow. actually come in through in what is a, a somewhat personalized uh, front-end application, so they can only see the information that they deal with for their specific company.
0: I imagine that this tech covers all the gamut of .NET technologies from web services to ASP.NET to smart clients to doing anything with mobility at all uh, in this particular project? Or? Well,
5: we haven't touched on anything with mobility yet. Uh, the back-end database is SQL Server. In fact, we're actually upgrading the series of applications to SQL 2005, Uh, Visual Basic uh, 2005, and we actually host the application ourselves, so we have some experience with other Microsoft management products. Very interesting. So it's like an
3: ASP model. Absolutely. And I can imagine that SQL 2005 is going to play a huge role for you in the data mining side of the things.
5: Well, we're to look at, we actually, not only the data mining, but also uh, just uh, SQL reports, and that's uh, another reporting, uh, services. reporting services. Yeah, well, and, I,
3: I mean, the whole point of this project was to get the data back out again, right?
5: Well, absolutely. It doesn't do any good just to pull this into one large repository. What Verizon is looking to do is get meaningful information out of it to be able to make important business decisions based on that data, not just to collect it and regurgitate it. Scott, do you have a, a
0: particular favorite feature of the new framework or, or the languages or anything else? The, the
5: biggest thing for us is actually the uh, team system. Uh, One of the things we've always struggled with with Microsoft products and technologies has been just the complete lifecycle management of what it means to develop, deploy, and support an application.
3: And you put three years into this app now, so there's a whole lot of cycling going on.
5: (laughs) Well, absolutely. And uh, it's unfortunate that uh, Team System won't be launching with the rest of the uh, products uh, in the next month or so. Uh, We're really hoping to see that have been using us, the beta at all? Oh uh, uh, yeah, we've actually installed the betas and the CTPs okay. and more CTPs and more CTPs after that.
0: All right.
3: Yeah, definitely not the sort of app that configures easily. It's a very complicated chunk of software.
5: Well, it is, and Microsoft's made some architectural changes throughout the lifecycle, uh, leading up to the launch of this piece of software. And that's something that we've struggled with. That they made certain changes as far as what parts were on different tiers of the uh, of the application.
3: This is the price for being first, right?
5: Well, yeah, but you also get the opportunity to really uh, be able to hit the ground running with it when it's finally launched. So, you're
3: part of a tap program or the send program, one of the programs that are early introductors.
5: Well, Microsoft only had about ten, I think, ten to fifteen companies. Particularly participating in that. But we've been following along since the beginning. We aren't in the TAP program, but we've certainly been taking advantage of the CTPs as they become available.
3: And I was thinking the other side of this is you guys probably have some influence over what this product's ultimately going to look like.
5: Well, we've certainly provided a lot of feedback on the website as far as features we'd like to see and complaints that we have. I mean, there's certainly uh, things that have come up uh, performance-wise, just getting the application up and running uh, that we've provided uh, direct feedback to Microsoft on.
0: Well, Scott, it th- sounds like a very, very cool project. Not as cool as bigpumpkins.com, but very, very, <laughs> very cool.
3: So where is this going? I mean, there's no end in sight, obviously. This is an endlessly developing program.
5: Well, we actually have a core product that is pretty much uh, set. We're looking at developing add-on modules to this to support other areas of Verizon's business and also to extend this to third parties that they deal with.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, Scott, thanks a lot for talking to us. And uh, being on the road trip, is there any place that you have a blog or anything that we can, uh, developers can watch?
5: Uh, no, I don't, but uh, you can check out our website at uh, www.softwarelogic.com. Fabulous. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Okay, and our third guest is.
6: Hi, my name is Laura Hunter. I'm an Active Directory engineer from the University of Pennsylvania.
0: This is the troublemaker from the front row.
6: That's right. <laughs> the
3: whole show. The whole show. She was on us. But I go. Oh, you perked up when I talked about Active Directory and the mobility devices.
6: Yes, it's is called co- it's called comic relief.
3: Uh, okay, I, that's what that I, is. I am here
6: to serve. Yes.
0: Well, uh, because we were trying to figure it out up here, so I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm gonna ri- <laughs> li- I'm gonna let Richard ask the questions because I'm pretty much Active Directory stupid. Don't have a lot of experience with it. <laughs> But you now we got to
3: get the stat out of the way. You popped this number out, and because I was talking about how we'd done, this was show five of 20, that's 25% of the shows, we've hardly driven anywhere yet. We've got a whole bunch of country to go across, and then you came up with this number.
6: Well, assuming that this number is to be believed, and as we know, 49% of all statistics are made up. Right. But assuming that this Including statistic- that one? Exactly. But <laughs> assuming that this statistic is to be believed, 40% of the population of the United States resides within a one-day drive of Philadelphia.
3: Yeah, I, I could buy that too. I mean, the Northeast is the most populated corridor and and things are different up here. And, I, and I'm from the West, so I'm not used to all these people everywhere. It I actually
6: tend to believe it because I could make it to Florida in 24 hours. It wouldn't be a fun drive. But See, that's another measure of it.
3: the Northeast too. You guys are crazy.
6: <laughs> I don't think that's endemic to the Northeast. I think that's everywhere.
0: You know, it's true that there's more people here because the roads are more squished together and they're smaller and more screwed up than they are anywhere else. And we're
6: not very nice when you try to merge.
0: No, no merging is not for the weak around
3: this town.
6: No.
0: So why did why are you here tonight?
6: Uh, I'm here uh, because I'm friends with Bill Wolf, who uh, runs the Philly.net users group and Bill and I keep running into each other at various conferences and in airports, since we live very close to each other, and I keep threatening to show up to the .NET (laughs) users groups even though I'm a sysadmin and I have virtually no business being here, but I'm here to, you know, show support for the Philadelphia area user group community, and I actually really enjoy listening to and seeing presentations that are outside of my area of specialization because it, it keeps me on my toes. I always learn something new, and... Smartphones as an Active Directory client. Yikes.
3: Yeah, that's something, isn't it? I'm liking so that. So you picked an interesting show to crash. We're not the usual user group show. It's a different thing. What do you think?
6: Oh, I, th- I thought it was really wonderful. Um, our our guitarist friend here just absolutely made me Where? crack up. Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> there was a guitar. It was wonderful. It was very funny. Jimi Hendrix singing My Darling Clementine. I'm sorry, I was I that spoiling that? No,
0: I, I never did that one before. Yeah, okay. It just occurred to me when he said, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> So, I mean, you're serious about Active Directory. If you're actually making a career out of it,
3: what sort of uh, space are you working in, like business-wise?
6: Uh, right now, I am. I'm standing up an Active Directory infrastructure for an office of the University of Pennsylvania that is sorely in need of one. They've uh, they've been working on an, a Windows NT environment for several, and I might say, far too many years. And so, my job is to. Come in there and see what's what's going on, see what technologies are in place, see what processes are in place, and upgrade their technology and upgrade their Active Directory infrastructure to make everyone's lives easier and hopefully allow the help desk staff to actually leave at five o'clock once in a while. Yeah, That would make me a popular person. I mean,
3: you're still finding NT boxes. I get a chill when I find an NT4 box still running.
6: There are NT4 boxes all over the place. I think we just got rid of our last 98 client about six months ago. Ouch. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you how much fun that wasn't. But I
3: guess that's also the nature of universities, too. A huge amount of gear and in lots of different generations, old, new, and, and otherwise.
6: Yes, very much so. And whenever I see a presentation like this, which is talking about, you know, the next greatest thing in hardware or the next greatest thing in software, I'm the one sitting in the back of the room raising my hand saying, you know, what happens in higher ed. And I'm sure it's not unique to higher ed, but... What happens in my environment is that we spec out hardware, desktop, server, laptop. We spec it out for a four-year life cycle so that the student walking in their first day of their freshman year can buy a computer and have it stay with them until they graduate.
3: Right, and that means maintaining an infrastructure that supports that gear that's now four years old.
6: Exactly, which means that the machine that I put on someone's desk today that's running Windows XP is still going to be sitting on that desk in 2009 and more than likely 2010, 2011, still running Windows XP. Right. So I love all the new stuff, but hey, can you backport some of the good security features for me?
3: Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you're thrilled to get rid of the last 98 box. That at least gives some avenue to moving towards AD. I was
6: about to put a bullet into it if they didn't take it offline. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just not working anymore. It was working yesterday. I don't know what happened.
0: So. It's chip cut fire somehow. I don't know. It's the oddest
3: <laughs> thing. So now goes the NT four boxes.
6: Yes, yes, we're we're working on we're working on getting the NT four boxes out, and I'm going to be moving those to either two thousand three or I might sit around for another couple of weeks, months, and just wait for R two because for I've R2. been I've been playing with the beta a lot, and I'm really very happy with the beta, and I think it'll have some very useful features, uh, particularly for Unix interop. We're higher ed. Unix is everywhere. Sure. I've got to get. I've got to get Active Directory to play with Unix. I've got to get Mac clients to play with Active Directory. I've... Samba
3: 3 is going to become your friend. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I've got a couple of those running myself. It's not any fun. The uh, so, But, you know, NT4 boxes are old enough now. I can't imagine you're going to be doing a lot of uh, upgrades. It's going to be replacements.
6: Oh, no, no. This this is all going to be not even new and pave. It's going to be stand-up new hardware.
3: Stand-up new hardware. Make sure the services are taken care of. Turn and the old box off. Turn the old box the
6: off you know move everything over actually probably move everything over before you turn the old box off that would
3: takes all the fun out of yeah, it though would doesn't probably it
6: probably be a better way of doing it yeah. but i'm actually fairly excited about being able to just stand up a brand new infrastructure because while it has its challenges I know where all the bodies are buried. Yeah,
3: you did it. It's exactly. your fault. Exactly.
6: Anything that's wrong, I did it yeah, wrong. Yeah, you did it wrong. So no, and I can no fix hunting it. things down. Exactly.
3: And then, and then you know, you'd look at a six, eight year old NT four box. There's some ghosts in there you can't even imagine. Exactly. Yeah, not even just in the driver space. <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun. It's not on net, but you know we could go all night on AD complaints. We haven't even gotten into the forest versus the domain model. That's a whole other can of worms. Ah,
6: the forest is the security <laughs> boundary. The, ba- the security boundary is the forest. <laughs> Anywhere you read that a domain is a security boundary, please send me that URL so that I can point it out to someone and say, fix this.
0: It's wrong. It's all
3: wrong. It's
6: wrong. It's just not right. It might. It maybe should have been right at some point, but it's just not.
0: So you told me before we started talking on microphone that you have a blog.
6: Yes, I do www.shutuplora.com
0: Oh, that's a great URL. Oh,
6: it's a wonderful URL. It, it actually happened as, as the result of a joke that occurred during Tech Ed. as many things happen as the result of beers at TechEd. Yes. But I just thought it was a wonderful site for my blog, because that way I could post whatever was running through my insane little brain at the time. And if you happen to disagree with me and want to tell me to shut up, I've already done it for you.
3: You're already there. You're
6: already there. I'm shut just- up
3: trying to conceive of the sheer volume of technology developed involving beer and tech ed. Yeah.
6: You would be ama- you, you would be amazed. It's astounding. You would be amazed. Like the conference I was at last week, I was at a conference and literally was starting a new job the very next day. And the next day that I got back from the conference, and I'm, I'm telling my father about this, and he says, well, Laura, you should just you know get to bed on time every night so that you're not jet-lagged That's when you start a new job. not how jobs. conferences work. And I said, Dad, you don't understand. All the interesting stuff I learn is over beers at one in the morning. Absolutely. I have to take notes at the bars. That's it's just, It just never ends.
0: You know, Carl and Gary's homepage started over beers at TechEd. And pretty much so did .NET Rocks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's right, as a matter of fact. All right, well, thanks a lot. Thank you. And finally tonight, Bill Wolf, the ringleader of this whole mess.
2: How are you, Bill? Pretty good, Carl. So what is your title officially? Uh, well, I am a consultant, uh, .NET and SQL consultant, and I go under Agility Systems as the company name. Okay. Basically, that's me and a couple friends helping me out on projects. And in terms of use the user group? Well, I, I've been doing uh, consulting for 25 years and user groups for 25 years. Ah. Um, my first user group was DOS. Wow. It dates back a little bit. Uh, but, I've heard uh, of that, Yes, yeah. DOS, they used to call it. DOS. DOS Currently, I run the Philly.net user group. We have about 1,900 members. uh do at least two or three meetings a month. Yeah. Uh, this is one of two meetings this week. We had a, last week we had meetings. So mm-hmm. we, we keep pretty busy in this area. And uh, I did look at the website and yeah, you're right. I mean, you have talks several a week. It's it's quite a thriving group. Yeah, we, we've done this, we're uh, going on four years now. Uh, wow. net group. And, and we're one of the largest in the country. Yeah. And uh, through my involvement in uh, Philly.net, I became active in Inetta which is of course is the International .NET association and, right. uh, been helping them out, uh, well, for almost four years now, I'm currently on the board mm-hmm. there and I run the speaker bureau and Carl mm-hmm. would know a lot about that. Yeah. He's done a lot of events for us. I've done lots speaker. of speaker bureauing. So, yeah. uh, the speaker bureau is, uh, one of the most, uh, coveted parts of iNetta. We have, uh, this year, I think we'll do almost 270 events, wow. um, at, at various user groups around, uh, North America, including Canada. We actually go to Canada. Yeah, once in a
3: while, I see INETA speakers up in Canada. They're usually begging to get them up there. It's a long
0: way to go.
2: But, but it, I stands for international, after that's all. That's right. And I do work with some of the other regions. They uh, Actually, all the regions have speaker bureaus. Ours is the largest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we, we do uh, help each other out, and I uh, help with the website uh, at INETA. But uh, one of the interesting things we're doing now is we just uh, signed a contract with uh, Microsoft Academic, oh. and we're going to be doing forty uh, events uh, starting January next year, various universities around the country, Fandals. and part of the plan there is to take a local .NET user group and partner them with a local university student ambassador, mm. so we can show the students, you know, what the migration would be from a, stu- a s- interested or involved student to a Business person who goes to professional organizations.
0: You know, it must be very hard to be a Microsoft fan as a student in the in the university campuses these days.
2: Well, I, yeah, I, I think I sense a lot of that. Yeah. But uh, the truth is, I think most universities run on Microsoft Office, right? As most enterprise customers do, right? So you know, do they hate Microsoft? It's easy to. Well, it's in a, a culture, development right? space. There's they, a
0: culture of, of open source, Linux, yes. you know, that's just pervasive in Europe. Yes.
2: But I, I think you're going to see that because .NET has been so successful in the corporate mar- marketplace. Yeah, I right. think you're going to see that bubble down into education. Yeah, I hope so. And it, uh, Viz- I think Vista will have a lot to do with that. Vista and Avalon, the, the, all, the excitement of the user interface. And that,
0: everything, and the framework's
3: going
2: to be right there. The kids want their applications to look like Xbox.
3: I think that's a very valid point. I also think, from an administrative point of view, that the architecture is a lot more tolerant to the kind of scale that
0: universities demand for their machines.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you have uh, the, it's interesting because I've been talking to the guys at Microsoft Academic Alliance to uh, Daryl McDade and uh, about this issue about how to how to sort of seed the you know the the universities with interest with smart interested students who are you know get them the resources that they need to to sort of do a good job of evangelism and getting the word out about things. Yeah, well, I'm hoping advice? this program
2: successful. And, and uh, yeah. you know, the, the students, uh, I, I had a meeting when I was at the MVP Summit in Redmond. I had a meeting with uh, some of the top student ambassadors Yeah, and presented the program to them. And uh, they seem fairly interested. It's great. But it's not something that they've done before. It's going right. to take a little while to get, you know, get them involved.
3: I guess one of the challenges we're dealing with student ambassadors is they're going to constantly turn over. They're only there for Absolutely. four or five years. Yep. So you're never going to have a long-term member. It's always going to be somebody new every other year.
2: But but there's right. a, there's some study people at Microsoft that are fostering this program and and yep, Inet has been it's involved true. with fight academics for the last couple of years. They, yeah. they they used to judge the uh, Imagine Cup. I, that's something they're right. sort of phasing out, but they're very involved with that for years. So
0: Yeah. Well, it's good. Good luck on that and and
2: I hope uh I hope it works. I think it will great so we got a lot of interesting things planned uh we'll find out in the last uh the next year or so uh, you'll hear more from us um okay. on my uh on the business side uh um i'm i'm sort of working away from coding which is interesting i've, I've always loved coding I've done vb for i've been coding for 25 years mm. and uh the kind of work i do now uh, is a lot of uh, business intelligence enterprise application integration mm. Uh, doing a lot of data mining, data warehouse, um, mm-hmm. integrating that through portal, SharePoint, uh, mm-hmm. sh- uh, SQL reporting services. Mm-hmm. But I go into a company, Architect Solutions, out of m- many Microsoft products and cobble them together. Yeah, A lot of it revolves around Active Directory, using that as the base security. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what I do in my spare time.
0: Well, it sounds fun. And for the user group, just uh,
3: where can they find it and what's coming up next?
2: Well, uh, www.philly.net.org. You got to spell out the D-O-T-N-E-T. Um, this week, uh, uh, this Wednesday, we actually have a uh, uh, a good presentation, Bill Vaughn, uh, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to VB. It's the same presentation <laughs> he just did at VS Live. So he's coming in, that's sponsored by Inetta.
3: He's owned that Hitchhiker's Guide name for a long time. I've got a Sirlox bound version VB3 and SQL 4.2 doing the Hitchhiker's Guide. It was fabulous. It works for him, yeah. and
2: uh, that should be a good presentation. Uh, uh, Ineta is sponsoring or coordinating launch events through about 250 cities. Mm. So the the cities that have user groups mm-hmm. that don't have one of the top tier one launches. There's only like 15 cities that are having the big grand launch events. Right. Um, Inetta is, uh, working with Microsoft and sending a package of content, giveaways, things like that. Um, mm. and there's a speaker in each city and, uh, we're going to have that in, uh, December at our user group meeting. We're going to basically do similar content to what's at the launch, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to do something interesting there because we're at a Microsoft facility that has two projectors and, uh, and two screens. So we're going to try to do the whole thing simultaneously in C and VB. Cool. And we're going to get people idea. to come in and, you know, put a little sign, sit this. <laughs> That's cool. Outside. And then we'll have That's to do cool. the taste great, less filling thing, you know, a little, <laughs> bit, of a, little bit of fun. Uh, we have okay. a real good session in uh, January. Uh, Chris Menegay is coming to do oh, yeah. Team Systems. Big fan of Chris. Uh, he's uh, very, very well known in that area. Um, a lot of good people coming uh, in, in next year. So take a look at our website. All right. See what we have posted.
0: Thanks a lot, Bill. It's been a pleasure speaking for your group.
2: Good talking to you.
4: The .NET Rocks Visual Studio 2005 Road Trip is made possible by Microsoft, without whom this whole road trip thing is a complete waste of time. And by InnerWorkings, helping developers reach their full potential. Online at www.innerworkings.com And by Telerik, Providing innovative ASPNet web controls such as the RAD control suite, online app www.telerik.com and by Data Dynamics, makers of ActiveReports.net. Simple, powerful, and cost effective reporting for Windows Forms and ASPNet web applications, online app www.datadynamics.com. And by Developer Express, makers of Code Rush, Refactor, and many other first-class .NET developer tools. Online at www.devexpress.com. Support is also provided by Singular, who encourages you to check out their developer center online at developer.singular.com.